is the Miller Lite Cowboys Hour. Supported by Albertsons. And brought to you by Miller Lite. The only beer of the Cowboys. It's Miller time. Albertsons and Tom Thumb. The official supermarket and pharmacy of the Dallas Cowboys. Luke Casey. The official bootmaker of the Dallas Cowboys. Blockchain.com. Trusted by millions. Trusted by America's team. And by Omni. Omni Hotels and Resorts, the official hotel of the Dallas Cowboys. It's Victory Monday! Now your hosts, Haley Sutton and Brad Chan. Yes, it is absolutely Victory Monday. Thank you for being here. Thank you for coming out to Christmas in Palm Springs. What the heck's going on with the weather? I have no <laughs> idea. But it's Victory Monday. Where's the Victory Monday Club? There they are, right there. We they have, they have shirts now. Do they normally? Y'all normally oh, have shirts? They've been wearing these shirts every, every oh, week. I can't see. Yeah. I always I get so distracted by the signs. You guys did such a good job on the signs that I don't even see the shirts. Victory Monday, <laughs> and uh, the Cowboys are uh, nine, nine and three, huh? Nine and three. Nine and three. How about Not that? Bad. That's pretty good. We are at Cane Rosso in the Star District in Frisco. We're delighted to have those of you who are here with us to enjoy the company of the Cowboys' great kicker, Brett Maher. Thank you for being here tonight, Brett. Yeah, thanks for having me. Welcome to all of those of you who are listening, wherever you're listening, on the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us anywhere and anytime you are joining us streamed on DallasCowboys.com. Those would be the little boxes, Brett. You can look in the little box right in front of you oh, yeah. and wave to the nice people. Hey, there's a lot of them. <laughs> there we are, yeah, yeah there right. are. That's right. A lot of people are tuned in. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> appreciate you. Very, very you know you have your biggest fan in I the I know, building, that's right. You? I love it. I love it. Um, there, and there, w when, you, when you're having the kind of year you're having, both individually and as a team, you have a lot of biggest fans all of a sudden. That's right. And I love Victory Monday also. Uh, how, how is other than the fact the feel good fact that you won the game? Mm -hmm. do, is there Victory Monday any different? Um, we're in just a little bit shorter uh, into the facility, but otherwise you still got to take care of your body, uh, do that piece of it. Uh, it's just I don't know. You're minus two or three hours, which is nice. It's a great amount of time for a nice little nap on D Monday. Does it come off the front of the day or the back of the day? The back. Okay, so you had to come back out again. So thank yep. you very yep. much for <laughs> thank you very much for being here. But that two or three hour when you had a night game, even a home night game, yeah, that makes a difference. Doesn't makes it? a big difference. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Um, so so let's talk a little bit about. Um, we're gonna get right into the Brett Maher. This is your life. Here we go. Because um, this is I've said this before. Uh, one of the reasons that um, that. Personally, I hope the team really does well and has a nice long postseason run. Is that when that happens, the individual stories get told. That th there's not time for the for the country to pay attention to everybody. When you when you're down to a handful of teams and they're looking at everybody, and I think everybody ought to know your story because when Mike McCarthy came up with the theme of resilience. For the year, he might. Did he consult you first? <laughs> did he say what word would you like? Or no, it not could at be, all. that could but, be uh, your travel log. Yeah, I do. Uh, that's been a calling card of mine for many, many years. Um, so yeah, it did. Uh, it was. 
it, it worked out perfect to fit into this culture, what the new staff is doing uh, since the last, last time that I've been here. And, um, yeah, it's been fantastic. Yeah, we're going to get into – this is Brett's third iteration as a Dallas Cowboy. And we're going we're gonna to follow along the, the, the steps of the way in uh, what to Brett might feel like excruciating detail in the next, <laughs> uh, in the next few How minutes. How long is this again? Yeah, you know, it's six, seven hours. Seven. You, you, you won't even – you'll reach a point of numbness and you won't even know Perfect. you're here anymore. Perfect. Um, but let's talk about um, the groove that you are in. You're, it, it's, first of all, it seems to me, since we're humans and none of us perfect, that you uh, you kind of take it personally almost every time you don't hit the exact kick that you want to hit. Am I right about that? Yeah, I don't I, I don't know that it's personal, I guess per se, but um, I think you're always striving for being perfect in whatever you do, um, with also having a healthy understanding that that's not possible. Um, and that's, that's kind of a fine line to walk. And I think with kickers especially, um, to get on the wrong side of that, of that line is pretty easy. Um, but to, to have a, a healthy respect for understanding that you're not going to succeed sometimes, but still doing everything in your power to put yourself in the best position to succeed. And then when I feel like I do that and you, you go out there and you don't perform as well as you feel like you should, it, um, it can be frustrating. Are, are you eight, like 88% for the year on field goals right now? Is that right? Um, I think 87, yeah. 87, okay. So just so you know, um, we can look this up, but I'm, I'm fairly sure that Jan Stenerud, the first kicker who was selected to the Pro Football Hall of Fame, is in there at l somewhere around 56 or 60%. Yeah. Okay. And now, if you're below 90, you're going to be extra scrutinized, right? Right. right. So... Last week, Thanksgiving, beat the Giants. Mm -hmm. You missed the first field goal you've missed that was not 59 yards. H how much did that ruin your Thanksgiving? It, <laughs> it was a, that a was bit? A, that, that was a tough <laughs> I was one say, uh, I saw him in the for, for me to swallow. Um, and it, it it's tough because I'm super happy for the team, and we had a fantastic, you know month or so now three weeks um whatever that's been and it's such a fantastic holiday and uh, for those of you that don't know my wife and kids live back in nebraska they were all um down for the holiday as well so i was able to you know to, to spend a half hour 45 minutes to you know kind of sulk on my own and then uh you know once i once i got got up after the game and um, was able to see them you know was able to kind of push that aside for for a couple of days, and we had a nice long weekend. Um, and then you you go back and you rewatch the game and you sulk again. Try to not go down into the <laughs> into the rabbit hole. So, so where does that where does that come from? I mean, d does that does that aspect of your personality carry over into the rest of your life? Which part of it? Just lay down here on the couch, and we're going to talk about <laughs> you. <Yeah. laughs> the the part where the part where missing a kick. I won't even call it a mistake. Uh, missing a kick just eats at your insides? Um, I, I think it's due to the amount of prep that I put into each particular detail of what I do. And, it, you know, it's more than just – I don't kick that many balls relative um, it throughout the week. You know, you got offense runs 70 plays a day and, 
defense does the same. And over special teams, we've got a certain amount of time to get um, different things kind of squeezed in. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll hit 30 or 40 balls throughout the week, and that's it. Um, but outside of that, there's so much time mentally, rehab, um, technically, to make sure that everything is dialed in and ready to go for Sunday, Monday, Thursday, um, whatever, Saturday, whatever I guess, day. you know, yeah. sometimes. But um, I think that's what trips it just a little bit is knowing that you've spent so much time and energy in this one thing and you've done it perfect so many times that sometimes you just don't. And uh, But per so perfect and interesting. So if you – do you use the Arena League uh, – Goalposts uh, when you practice or the regular regular runs? okay yeah. so so if you just slide the ball inside the left upright mm -hmm. from 53 that's good if you m move it like six inches to the left and miss that upright and you're outside the upright that's bad now <laughs> is perfect anywhere in there do you have to split them to really feel good about it uh I do a lot of it based on how the ball's rotating and how I feel like it comes off my foot. Um, so we watch film, obviously, of um, of the kicks that we have, and um, there are some balls where I feel like they came off my foot super clean, and they're you know maybe left third, right third, whatever it is, and then you go back and you know maybe you were just you know a, a half an inch off on your you know your approach or coming back the line that you picked maybe wasn't exactly perfect but everything felt clean and that's that's fine because at the end of the day you're exactly right you get all you know 18 feet of the goalposts and they three points if it goes in and zero if it doesn't so um, it's a it's, it's very black and white um, in terms of that but there's there's a lot more detail in into it was there an added layer of frustration on that Thanksgiving game knowing you were coming off of such an incredible game in Minnesota, and then having that frustrating performance you just talked about against no, the Giants? No, the, the piece of frustration was, for me personally, we were kind of cruising through that whole game as a team, and um, I think I got a little bit ahead of what the actual moment was, and I knew, you know, I, I had a great weekend ahead with my family, and, um, you know, we were up by 15 or whatever, and um, converted a couple long third downs, and you know, I just, I think I just kind of got a little, um, a little too far down that that rabbit hole, and then, you know, you get called on, and um, if you're not ready, especially in this league, you're going to get exposed pretty quick. But we talked out. If you guys haven't seen, I sat down with Brett a couple weeks ago on first and ten. Uh, he's not a sneakerhead, for those of you who didn't know. <laughs> uh, but one of the things we talked about was just kicking being such a high pressure position mm -hmm. you talked about you know staying grounded in the game and making sure you stay locked in in a game like Sundays where you weren't really called upon other than to do you know kickoffs and extra points how do you stay locked in and engaged in a game when you're not really involved in kicking field goals yeah a lot of it is just personal awareness for where I feel like my um, you know levels of modulation are and I know about the sweet spot where I feel like I need to be um, in terms of how how engaged I am and, and where my energy level is. So um, I was not going to let that get me again since, <laughs> it, just, since it just had the week before. Um, you know, I was ready to, especially with how our defense was playing, you know, up until they took a knee, I was like, we could get a sack fumble <laughs> touchdown, so you better be ready to go. Do you allow yourself to get excited with the guys whenever 
touchdowns and stuff are happening, or do you have to just uh, be laser focused? Touchdowns, not so much, because um, generally speaking, I'm the next two plays I'm involved in. Um, once you once the defense gets the ball back, you know th there's a little more time to to, or yeah, there's a little more time to to take a breath. Um, again, with the exception of of yesterday it was just a, d a different experience um, <laughs> all the way around yeah, yeah that was that was <laughs> it was like one minute you're like okay touchdown and, and then it's like well another yeah, one yeah <laughs> it was it was um we were up 21 to 19 and i honestly don't really know what happened and i'm getting ready to go kick off and it's 47 to 19 and i'm like <laughs> wait you gotta kick <laughs> off again <laughs> hold on you gotta <laughs> kick <laughs> off again yeah. CD said, because he was asked in the locker room, he was like, at what point did you guys realize that this one was out of hand? And CD was like, I think maybe it when it was 30-something. It just happened so fast. Yeah, it know? was just a yeah. darn defense just kept <laughs> taking <laughs> the ball away and right. scoring. Well, yeah. um, I, I think you're going to want to hear, it's going to be helpful for everybody to hear Brett talk about his journey. The difference between the Brett Maher who came to camp this summer and the one who was here just a few years ago. Uh, it's all part of the journey and what a great journey it's been. And uh, we're delighted to have all of you with us. And Brett Maher, our special guest tonight on the Cowboys Hour, Cane Rosso at the Star District in Frisco. We'll be right back. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
Miller Lite Cowboys Hour, supported by Albertsons. Back to Kane Rosso here on the Cowboys Hour, presented by Albertsons and Tom Thumb. Get 10% off your groceries every Dallas Cowboys game day when you wear your Cowboys jersey. Albertsons and Tom Thumb, the official supermarket and pharmacy of the Dallas Cowboys. Brad, I'm going to give this the good old college try. It's Victory Monday. Victory Monday. <laughs> good. They're good. They're good. <laughs> They're coachable. I realize my delivery has to be No, I mean, sometimes. I think it's the whole thing. It's not just, the, it's ev- it's everybody. Sometimes the, sometimes the class has to be in a position to be taught and led. It's so it's, but it's Victory Monday! <laughs> there we go. Three of them just, three of them just woke up. Um, okay, we're back with Brett Maher, the Cowboys uh, kicker. Um, there are so many things that I think people want to hear you talk about, and uh, and we will get to your travel log in a minute. But let's let's take that very interesting moment in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's kick a sixty. <laughs> yes, I will. I will kick a sixty, and I will hit it. Oh, hold on. Let's do it again. Uh, just walk us through that. That's the most bizarre thing I think that, I've ever bizarre seen. Bizarre is a great word for that. Um, I've never been in a situation or even seen a situation um, like that, to be completely honest with you. And um, uh, that was a, I think what made it so odd was how late everyone found out, right? It wasn't a, I I honestly thought that maybe they had a timeout left and they banged a timeout right before we hit it and we just didn't hear it because the stadium was loud. Um, And then I found out that like what was happening and it went from excitement to all right they call a timeout you got to redo it to are you kidding me you know to <laughs> back to luckily i had I enough time to uh, next level was to, <laughs> uh to, to get back into um what i felt like i needed to do to to get ready to hit another one and on the second one i've never seen you do this before but i you you took a deep breath to, we talked about it after the game but i mean i normally you're out there and you're in your process and but at that time, you had to you had to literally stop and breathe and recenter yourself, didn't you? Yeah, there was a like I just described. There was, I mean, that was it was a little roller coaster there for about a minute and a half. But um, I I felt like I understood that you know that there was a lot going on um, emotionally for me inside of my brain and inside of my body as well. And um, you know to be able to to trust the prep that I had put in to be able to get that under control and. Um, know be able to go out there and do it again so that was just part of it and you talked we were just chatting up here about your process during the week whenever Mm -hmm. it comes to preparing for you know regular distance kicks I use that word loosely for you because regular distance is like 50 yards out but could you just kind of give the spark notes of what you just talked with us about working with the mental coach and how you kind of keep that level Um, yeah we we do a lot of a lot of stuff every single week um, just to make sure that we're ready for any situation that could possibly come up. Um, we do training stuff throughout the week that I think is a little bit different than, um, you know, the a traditional um, kicker practice. And uh, Bones is a, a big part of, of doing that and throwing those different situations that I want to work on throughout the week into our um, regular work habits um, on, you know, Thursdays and Fridays to, to make sure that we are ready for those situations. So, you know, we've we've had timeouts that we've dealt with kicking. We've had, you know, sudden change stuff. We've had um, re-kicks, we've had penalties. We've, we've gone through 
all of those things, which gives you confidence that you're going to be able to handle it, you know, when, when it actually means something um, on Sundays. Does a 60-yarder, not, not talking about a walk-off, mm-hmm. does that feel any different than 42? Yeah. Honestly, the biggest difference between those kicks is they, they all come at end of halves. Right, no one's going to line up and hit a 62-yarder with, you know, in the first quarter, third quarter, whatever. Um, so it gives me an opportunity to actually let some emotion out because I know there's nothing after it, um, and for that reason, it it does make them a lot of fun because you know you don't. There's big kicks throughout games, um, you know, in several games. I look at. We were playing the Giants, you know, Monday night early in the year, and I think we were up six and hit a 45-yarder with um, six minutes left, four minutes left, something like that. And you know, that was everyone knew that was a big kick in that game. But you, know, you got to kick off two minutes later, so um, you just kind of go about your business and and do it. And, and in those situations, you know, you've got you know 15 minutes until you need to do anything, and you can celebrate with your teammates and, and let a little bit of emotion out. And you talked about the biggest thing with those 60-plus yarders is that it gives you a chance to show off a little bit. Yeah, it's, it's always fun. Um, I, I think that a, a lot of us enjoy the opportunity to, you know, showcase what we can do on an individual level that, that helps the, the team get to where we want to go. Um, you know, I think you've seen that out of a, a ton of guys this year. And, um, you know, it's just it's, that's fun. That's fun to do. Your quarterback likes to say, Pressure is a privilege. Yeah. And it's a great attitude to have. Mm-hmm. Both of you have been competitive athletes. I've always been a competitive watcher. Um, <laughs> tell, tell us about the – so if you line up for 55 or 56 yards just in the run of play, and that's not that unusual, mm-hmm. especially when the coaching staff trusts you, and they do, then um, how do you not – have in your thought process, if I miss this, we're giving up humongous field position. So I better make this. Yeah. Um, Which doesn't sound helpful. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, that's not something that, that generally go, goes through my head uh, when I run out there, which is probably a good thing. But um, it, it kind of go, just goes back to me having my routine and trying to do the same thing every single time. Um, I don't feel like from those distances that I need to change anything. Um, so as long as that's not the case and I could just put a good solid swing on it, I don't have to overswing. I don't have to, you know, do anything minutely different than um, all of the all of those kicks feel feel very much the same. Now, uh, I mentioned this is your third iteration as mm-hmm. a cowboy. I love that so word. Isn't that, it's, I don't, so we don't get to use so it often, often <laughs> enough. So um, a lot of folks don't remember that you were here 2013. Mm-hmm. Is that right? 2013. And for not for very long, yeah, as like I recall. T- two weeks. Okay. Yeah. Um, what, what would uh, 2013, Brett, um, think of 2022, Brett? Oh, my goodness. That's a great question. Um, Thank you. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I think that, um, he'd be very proud of the, the work that I've put in for the last almost 10 years now, um, to get to here. And I I don't think 
back then I had the slightest idea of what the journey would look like, um, but how rewarding it's been also. So that'll get us rather smoothly, if I say so myself, to the... Did you plan that? I, I, I just, <laughs> I did, but about 15 <laughs> seconds ago, if that's planning. Uh, w the circumstances uh, under which you left were similar to uh, last time. You've experienced that mm -hmm. before. It's kind of the life of a kicker. Mm -hmm. And and you're coming back um, in training camp this year was not by, speaking of not planning things, it wasn't, wasn't by grand design. Um, and look at the success, and you seem a different, not a different kicker, you seem a different person in terms of me mental approach or yeah, comfort I, I think, or something. Um, I've just seen so much more. Um, and, and every year I, I feel like I learn something beneficial to myself personally and professionally. Um, and, and I hope to continue that for as long as I'm playing and as long as I'm a husband, as long as I'm a father. Um, you know, I don't think that that situation is um, different, I guess, in, in, in terms of different realms of, of life. Um, what's cool about it is um, there's an audience. So I feel like there's people that kind of get to enjoy the, the ride and the journey and the ups and the downs and, um, and all of that with me. And um, it, that makes it, it makes it a lot of fun. Um. Lost my train of thought. Dang, that was a good well. While answer. it's while it's being <laughs> derailed, we'll take a break. Perfect. And it's been a long day oh. for some of us. Some of us didn't get two hours off at the end of the day. Okay. <laughs> uh, Brett Maher, the Cowboys kicker, is our guest this evening. We are at Cane Rosso in the Star District, and we'll be right back on the Cowboys Hour. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
Cowboys Hour, supported by Albertsons. We are at Cane Rosso for the Cowboys Hour, presented by Luke Casey, the official bootmaker of the Dallas Cowboys here on Victory Monday. <laughs> I'm getting better. You know, Reps. you know, we're missing a bet. Joe Trahan, we're missing a bet. Um, oh. I don't know about it's this. The, it's the Cowboys Hour. The, it's the Miller Lite Cowboys Hour. Victory Monday should come with at least a free round of Miller Lite for everyone. <laughs> come on, Joe. Shouldn't it? <laughs> Kelly, shouldn't it? <laughs> Kelly's Give like, the people what they want. Sponsorship. Hey, uh, I'll, I'll tell you what. Boy, I'm going to set a bad precedent right now. Uh, those of you who are here at Cane Rosso, if you would like a Miller Lite right now, hold up your hand. Okay. So can I get someone from the wait staff? I'm buying a Miller Lite for everybody whose hand is up right now. It's the Miller Lite. Keep your hand up until they get your order. And, um, and, then, and then Haley's holding the bill for me. But no, no, bring me the bill. Why I'm buying I a Miller Lite for all this. these people. We're gonna get this. We're gonna get this Victory Monday thing really entrenched in a good way. Now they're gonna expect that every single well, week. Well, it's today. It's you know, it's it's like Christmas in Palm Springs. Okay, so uh, okay, is your is your train of thought back on the tracks? It is. Good. Let's yes. go. Yes. Yes. Um, we talked at the beginning of this about how resiliency is kind of like mm -hmm. your your theme, your mantra. Brad brought up, you know, this is now your third iteration. Is that what you use? Nicely done. Yeah, your third iteration here with the Cowboys. How does resiliency for you kind of loop into that journey? How do you stay focused and, you know, go through the grind of the uncertainty and then getting here and having to prove yourself and all the back and forth and the ups and downs? Uh, I think for me the, the biggest part is kind of leaning into – what I feel like I need to do to be successful and not getting deterred by what other people think of me personally, professionally, and, and really staying true to, to what I think that, that blueprint is. Um, so I think being resilient to my process is, is kind of the way that, um, that I've taken it personally as a spin, um, which is a little bit different than, you know, I think we use as a team, which, which I think is a good thing, but, um, yeah, I think that's that's probably the, the best way I can describe that. Malik Cooker talked last week about, you know, the resiliency that he went through, you know, being with the Colts, all the injuries that he had. And one of the things that he was nervous about when coming to Dallas, he was like, I got to be in a whole new city. I'm learning a whole new scheme. I've got whole new teammates, a new defensive coordinator. Did you feel that at all? And if you did, how did you kind of work through that and kind of help yourself fit in, I guess? Uh, this time back? Any of the times. Uh, the I would say this time back was was unique because I, I had been here and I knew the area, I knew the building. Um, however, the staff is completely different. Um, the, the special teams room is completely different. So there was an element of being comfortable in my surroundings, but also still having to develop r relationships um, and figure that piece out um, as well, which is um, has its own challenges. Uh, but the the personalities that are here made that very easy for me to transition into speaking of which the kicker the putter the long snapper spend an inordinate yeah amount yeah. of time together when jake mcquade got hurt 
this is this is quite a tsunami in your little world right there. Yeah, it's a big change up. Yeah, yeah. and so Matt Overton's come in, done a great job. Uh, but just what what was that little mid-season unexpected course correction like? Yeah, well, I mean, first you just you feel bad for Jake. You know what he's put into his entire career, and you know what was really interesting. And I didn't learn this until I was here, but um, that was Jake's first game of his career that he had missed. Um, he'd played, uh, he was in year 12, I think, and um, you go for that long, and um, he'd been with Bones for 10 of those 11 years, um, 11 to 12, I think, actually now, and, um, you know, it's just, Jake was just always there. He was just always available, always practicing, always playing, um, and that's what he's been used to, too. You, you always get little nicks and stuff along the way, but um, when it's time for a game, you're ready to put the pads on, buckle up, and, and get after it. So um, to see him have to go through that um, as a friend was uh, is tough. Um, professionally, it it was just another challenge for, for us to, to get over. And, you know, it speaks to the theme that we were just talking about of being resilient and, you know, whether, you know, we um, it, we wanted this to happen or not, the reality is we've we've got a new long snapper next week um and you know we're we're very fortunate that we were able to find matt and and bring him in someone that's had a bunch of years experience in the league and was able to um come in and, and understand what we needed to do throughout the week um to get ready so that that made it uh very easy in terms of making that transition but and it's that's a part of this game that you know is, is never fun for anyone can you describe the three of y'all's dynamic with one another? Because I know when you look at some of the groups on the team, the first one I always think of is the tight ends because they're <laughs> insane. They're hilarious. They're because hilarious. You, you love these tight ends. <laughs> I yeah. do love these <laughs> tight ends. But so how, how do you – how would you categorize y'all's dynamic? I would say um, very close, and we've. I think we all understand how much we need each other to be successful. Um, and I think that's uh, – an important number one I think it's important for us to all understand that and number two um, you know it, it's just I don't know I guess this is the same as number one but you just you can't you can't be successful without um, without having that uh, a high degree of trust obviously um, I want to I want to uh, I'm gonna I just want people to understand a little bit about the travelogue because it's not just in the NFL. These are the teams and years. I could, can't do this from memory, so I'm reading. Yeah, I was going to say, there's going to be a quiz at the end of the <laughs> This is how you actually get your free Miller life. That is, that is correct. That, that's correct. Um, this is Brett Maher's professional, not college. This is Brett's professional travelogue. Started first contract New York Jets 2013, then the Cowboys same year, then to the Canadian League Winnipeg Blue Bombers in 14, Ottawa Red Blacks in 2014 and 15, Hamilton Tiger Cats in 16, Cleveland Browns in 17 for a minute, back to Ottawa in 17. Uh, then the Cowboys in 18 and 19, the Jets in 20, Washington in 20, Houston, how long were you in Houston? Eight weeks. In 20, 
Cardinals in 20, lapping over into the calendar year of 21. The Saints for three or four games? Uh, eight. Eight games yep. last year, including one against the Cowboys. And then, uh, and then now. Now, here we are. Now, that is ridiculous. Yeah, I think the quiz is where haven't you played. That's I a mean, better no, <laughs> quiz no, question. Yeah. Did you, when you decided to pursue kicking as a job, did you have any idea that that kind of thing was possible? <laughs> I really didn't think I'd get fired that many times. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, no, I, I didn't. It's been a, it, it's been a wild ride. And, and, you know, and I know that it's been um, crazy and that I've been in a lot of different places, but to hear you read it off, um, you know, it just kind of, it even blows my mind a little bit. What have you learned throughout this process of all the steps maybe, or was there like a, a point in one of these times when you were <laughs> like, this is something that I've learned about myself that I want to carry over wherever I go next? I think the biggest thing that I've learned throughout the whole thing um, is that it's how much effort it takes to be successful and get what you want. Um, and I think that's, you know, something that um, looking back on it, I think it's something that my parents tried to teach me growing up, you know, whether I listened all the time or not. Um, and something with my children now that I'm, you know, I, I want to instill um, in, in them also that it's not, it's not easy always and really even very often. Um, but that doesn't mean that um, it's not worth the journey and the tears and the sweat and the sacrifice that that it takes to to get to whatever whatever you want to be in any profession any um, anything like that. Is your family with you right now? Or are they back in Nebraska? They're back in Nebraska. So um, since uh, your wife can go on DallasCowboys.com and see this, yeah, I, I think this would be a good opportunity for you to speak about what an absolutely incredible woman she <laughs> oh must my gosh. be. You're not kidding, Brad. to be putting yeah. up with uh, all of this nonsense. Yeah, um, it, she is my number one fan and supporter um, since you know even before we got married. Really, even in college, was um, she. <laughs> She knew less about what this journey was going to look like um, than I did, and, and I didn't know very much. Um, so for her to be able to um, to be as selfless as she has been um, and as supportive as she has been throughout this whole thing is, um, yeah, I feel very lucky to, to have her. And now you have babies, too. What's it been like being mm -hmm. a dad? Uh, being a dad is awesome. Um, that's I'm not sure that, that anything I can do gives me more joy than um, – than watching them being with them um it's just it's a, it's a lot of fun we've talked about because i think every person pretty much other than osa who's been on the show has kids and one of the things brad always likes to say is oh like when you get home like they don't care what you do in no. the game they just love you and they come home uh -huh. i know you have older kids or are they at that point where they watch you and, and know oh, yeah. what your work is yeah it, it, it know what my work is i think is uh the older one is getting there um and she understands that there's more to it than just going and kicking footballs. And um, she's she's in second grade now, so she's starting to uh, ask she, more she's in She's an depth. old salty veteran now. Yeah, that's in right. She, I mean, she's yeah. been she, that list is she's covered everything except for like the first three stops. So um, yeah, she's been uh, she's been part of part of a lot of it, and she's starting to understand um, a little bit more of um, what it takes and what goes into the job. But the uh, 
the middle one, and, and I'll only say this because I know that she probably won't watch this, but um, my wife was talking to me like two weeks ago, and she goes, um, Lakin is her name. Uh, Lakin asked me the other day, well, what does dad do for a job? She says, well, he, dad kicks for a job. Well, I know, but like he just kicks. Like, <laughs> like what does he do for, you know, what does he do, you know? What does he do during the week? He can't just go <laughs> kick footballs, you know, <laughs> from nine to five for five days a week. That doesn't make sense. Um, so she's she's not quite there. But, um, she said, no, honey, daddy works 20 days a year yeah, that's exactly. for three hours a day. Yeah, that's right. And, that's and, then, it. and yeah. then the rest of the time, he just yeah. does whatever yeah, he, he wants to do. He FaceTimes with you and yeah. you know, plays golf, all that fun <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, we have a microphone to pass amongst you. Joe Trahan, while you're doing the duties again this evening, Joe will have the microphone. If you have questions, those of you here with us at Cane Rosso uh, at the uh, Star District in Frisco, if you have questions for Brett, we will take them. And uh, we have more, a little, little few more details on the travelogue to touch on as well. Brett Maher is our guest on the Cowboys Hour this evening, and we will be right back.
Cowboys Hour, supported by Albertsons. The Cowboys Hour is the Miller Lite Cowboys Hour. Miller Lite Cowboys with Hour. With the official Miller Lite Cowboys and Hour. And you're welcome. Is <laughs> presented by Papa John's. Better ingredients, better pizza. Papa John's. We have had such a good conversation with kicker Brett Maher on Victory Monday. Victory Monday! There Still was. Victory Monday! You gotta have a little more energy, Haley. See, so here's Haley is here's so thing. tired. That's true. Haley I am is exhausted. so tired. Yeah. yeah first primetime game. So here's the baby. But what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to test the waters, right? Like mm-hmm. I, I don't want to punch it every time. Punch it because, every time. Okay. Well, the punch expert it every says time. it, so I'll punch yeah. it. I'll do better next time. Mm-hmm. I promise. You're doing fine. I think we're going to take some questions, though. Are we ready? Right? Joe Trahan's got the microphone. Who's got questions for Brett Maher? So, Brett, this is Rambo. How are you this evening? I'm good. How are you? Great. Thank you. I have a question. So, uh, there's been a lot of talk that Micah Parsons can play any defensive position. You know, any position that he's played, he's done great. Mm-hmm. Is there a guy on the team that you guys can say, or that you could say, you know what, this guy could kick field goals also? Ooh. That's a great question. Uh, we haven't had... Uh, we haven't had anyone just line up and and start having fun kicking. I would love to see it though. So I, I don't I don't have a I don't have a good answer for th- you. This is really interesting. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was gonna say my guess is that Micah would be better at kicking footballs than I would be at, <laughs> at, at trying to play Attacking defensive people. End, so yeah. Uh, Joe, how many years ago was it that that um, Jeff? I'm, I'm having a mental uh, Jeff Heath. Was it was it Dan Bailey and he got hurt and Jeff Heath yeah w- had been a kicker in high school and mm-hmm. he kicked a field goal didn't he in a game in Oakland yeah uh, 49ers very good thank you very much um, <laughs> we should give the headset to other so people. so I I don't want to get anybody in trouble including me um, early in the year before Jake got hurt I don't know how the subject came up but the question was. Who is, I mean, we all, we, there's a depth chart every week. If, you know, if, if someone gets hurt, if, if, if uh, a Tyler Biotish has to miss a play, we all know who's going to go play center. Mm-hmm. So the question was, who's the backup long snapper? Coach Fossil absolutely refused. Now, I know who it is, but Coach Fossil refused to identify the backup long snapper because he thought it would be possibly something that the other team could use, but he didn't have any problems saying that if uh, Brian Anger uh, twisted his ankle and needed a tape job, that you'd be the next punter, Mm -hmm. right? How much punting have you done? Enough to be able to get through a punt or two. Okay, a punt or two. Okay. (laughs) Whatever the the game allows. (laughs) Okay. But you have no idea who, if you had to get your ankle retaped. Brian would. Brian would be the yeah. kicker. And yeah. what's his range? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Swing well, hard. That'll be a question for Brian Anger, the tackling punter. Okay, here we go. Hey, good afternoon. First things first, salute to Brad Sham, voice of the Cowboys. Well, so yeah. big salute yeah. to Big Money Maher. <laughs> Shout out to all the Cowboys fans here. Hold up your drink. <laughs> salute. Hey, I appreciate this, and I appreciate y'all doing this for the fans. I wanted to ask, I know you've been an on and off member of the family for a couple years now. How does the chemistry feel this year compared to previous years? Because personally, I feel like the accountability and chemistry of this team is undefeated, and it make it has big hopes for me. How do you feel about that? Yeah, uh, I think the locker room is uh, a special place that I don't know that um, 
I don't think that you know what you're in the middle of until you've, you know, until you're not in the middle of it. So I don't know that I have a great answer for you other than um, the, the amount of respect that everyone has in, in that locker room for what everyone else does. Um, there's no bickering, complaining, any of that stuff. Um, you know, it's, it's a very enjoyable place to, to go to work every day. So um, I don't, you know, I've been a few different places, as Brad pointed out <laughs> here a couple minutes ago. Um, and, and this is one of the, uh, the most enjoyable locker rooms that I've, that I've been in. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, this, this looks like trouble for you. Oh, Brad, yeah. Right here. Uh, thank you for letting me um, ask you a question. So um, what are you thinking when you're about to kick? That's Ooh. a great question. Terrific. What's your name? Noel. And uh, how old are you? Nine. And are you a kicker? No. Would you like to be? Yes. Okay. Thank you very much, Noel. All right, Noel. Um, the, uh, there's a couple things that... Um, that I kind of go through every single time that, I've, that I'm going to go take the field to, to kick an, an extra point or a field goal. Um, I'm not going to tell you exactly what those are because that's kind of my secret. But um, there's a couple different technique, technique cues that I go into. But I think the biggest trick is, the, the biggest point is, you have to be in control of what you are thinking about. Um, you can't think about what the surroundings are. You have to be very focused on what you need to do. Um, and I think if you can handle that piece of it um, and not let other things make their way into your head and start thinking about those, um, then I think, I think that's how you be successful. So I don't think it's as important what you're thinking about as long as you're purposefully thinking about it. Did that help, Noel? Did you get that? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Great question. Thank you. I, I, um, I don't know how many of you know, Haley was a truly outstanding college soccer player at North Texas. Did you ever think about being a, a kicker when you were playing soccer? It crossed my mind. I actually did a story in Montgomery with a young lady who uh, she made history at her high school for being the first uh, girl in the whole state of Alabama to kick a field goal um, in high school. So... Uh, shout out to my girl, and that was the first time I'd actually kicked a field goal. I'd never really thought about it up until that point. I was pretty focused on soccer, and so I was doing my stand-up for the story, and uh, she sets up the the tee. We're about 35 yards out, so she's walking me through, you know, all the steps. You've got to come out this way and that, and I'm like, I can kick a ball 35 <laughs> this yards. This is local TV. Whatever. We'll just do it, and when I tell you I banged that ball, like, I'll post it on Twitter tonight. It was incredible. So that being said, if you ever need a backup, just give me a call. Well, <laughs> I'm not specific on numbers. I don't need a special number. Just throw me out there. What actually led me to that is hearing that question. As your girls are growing up now and one by one, becoming mm -hmm. a little bit more understanding of what you do, how would you feel about it if the eight-year-old here in about in about seven years, six or seven years, came and said, Dad, I want to try out for the football team. I want to be a kicker. I have told her ever since, you know, she could 
really start asking questions and um, she'd bring up, well, look, like boys play these sports, girls play these sports. And uh, my response to her has always been, if you are big enough and strong enough and good enough, it does not, it doesn't matter. Um, it doesn't matter if you're a, a girl, a boy, um, if that's something that you want to do and you put the time in and, and you're good enough to do it, then there's a spot for you to do it. Um, does so your mother that agree be, with that? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, yeah. Okay. I mean, not, you know, not <laughs> all mother. That sometimes that's, that's big talk until she comes home and says, okay, I signed up and I've got a uniform and I've got football yeah. practice yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. Now, I mean, then the, the, you know, that I think there are different conversations would start once, you know, you come back from practice and what are, you know, the, the expectations were met or not. But um, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Joe, do we, are we good? Okay. Um, Back to Nebraska in the two minutes we have left, where you grew up, mm -hmm. played basketball and ran track. Yep. And, and, and played some, football. Also. And some field. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Uh, did you play positions besides kicker? I did. I was a wide receiver and a defensive back. And um, why did you settle on kicker? Um, I knew that if I wanted to go to um, – like a bigger college program, uh, that that's what I needed to do. So kind of started focusing on that, um, and you know, that kind of led me down this, this path. Was that always a goal of yours, to play at a bigger school? It was, yeah. yeah. And when did you get the notion that, uh, I think I might just do this for money? Well, um, you wait, you were at Nebraska, so you might have. There, there might yeah, have I was going to yeah, say, no, I don't I think he's allowed to. <laughs> and I missed, uh, <laughs> we didn't go. I missed the, the boat. Yeah. Professional football. Uh, I, missed the, I missed the boat by, by a little bit on the, on the college <laughs> the piece. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I think I um, thought about it probably later, actually, in my high school, like when I was in high school. Um, looking back on it, was I naive about that being a possibility and how many high school kids think that you know maybe they can make that happen um but that's that's when that first crossed you know crossed my mind of you know i think i might I might be able to to do this well your perseverance and your um, steadfastness of approach are uh, exemplary and inspirational and uh, it's it's just great to watch you having this kind of success on your journey. And thanks for taking some time off the free part of the day to come in. Yeah, on Victory Monday. There we go. <laughs> thank you, Brett. Brett Maher. Right, thank you, guys. We will be back one more show at Cane Rosso next Monday, and then we move across the street and upstairs to City Works for Haley Sutton and Brett Maher. I'm Brad Sham, and thank you very much for joining us on the Miller Lite Cowboys Hour. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!